Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com or the Podbean app. Or perhaps you're not listening live. Perhaps you're listening to us on demand on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, wherever it is you choose to listen to your podcast, or maybe you're on Facebook, you can go to the Relentless Daring Facebook page, and guess what? You can now stream the show on the Relentless Daring Facebook page. And you go over to the page, and you'll see the little little horizontal bar of things you can access. You know, the About page, and blah, 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 blah. You scroll through that side to side, you'll find the podcast button. Click that, and it will take you to where you can listen to all the uh, episodes that published there on the Fache book. Lots of places you can check out the show. Again, thank you so much for listening. But before I get into tonight's episode of Craziness and Sanity, let me talk to you about coffee. Yes, that's right, coffee. That amazing, that amazing fruit pit. That just, it it makes the world go round. It's my favoriteest seed in in all of the land. Now, my homies up there at uh, American Pride Roasters, every now and then they get a micro lot from, you know, they get a wrong thing. Or perhaps it's something they come across and they snatch it up as quick as they can get it. Well, in this case, it led to a Colombian bean that is very Bold and smooth and a very complex flavor to it. Almost as complex and multifaceted as the namesake of this blend, Frederick Douglass. See, Frederick Douglass was an abolitionist, a statesman, minister, possibly one of the most brilliant minds of the 19th century. It is almost impossible to overstate the value of Frederick Douglass. He educated himself, orchestrated his own escape from slavery, authored a best-selling autobiography. He became a leader in the abolitionist movement and was recognized nationwide for his eloquence and powerful oratory skills. In honor of this great American, the Frederick Douglass is a special microlot from Columbia. This coffee, like its namesake, namesake, is complex in flavor, bold yet amazingly smooth with a pleasing sweet chocolate caramel finish that will energize your day. So... Again, this one, one of the many blends of theirs I've had and cannot recommend in strongly enough because everything they do is so good. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com, APRCoffee.com. Either way, it takes you to the same place. Pick out some amazing, amazing coffee. And then when you go to your checkout, there's a little special instruction box. Put in there that you heard about them. From the Relentless Staring Podcast, and for me, Tyler Morgan, that way Dave knows who to give credit to, or blame, either or. Probably going to blame me, but yeah, whatever. Love you, Dave. You're awesome. APR Coffee, historically great coffee. All right, so like I said, this is just a show full of insanity and stupid because, ladies and gentlemen, 
Congratulations to Kyle Rittenhouse on his acquittal in an obvious, obvious case of self-defense. I mean, you had prosecution witnesses who go up on the stand and they blow apart the prosecution's case like, well, kind of Rittenhouse blew apart Grosskreutz's bicep. It's insanity. But it gets better because upon news of the acquittal, seems like left-wing Twitter lost their damn minds. And it's, it's understandable that there's always going to be that group of people who are always going to be mad no matter what the outcome was going to be. I mean, Alyssa Milano cookies effing acquitted, effing not guilty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your life was just hung on sending a kid away for the rest of his life for defending himself. And a lot of people are trying to draw comparisons between him and the Ahmad Arbery case. Now, when the Ahmad Arbery case came out, um, when it first made the news, there was a lot of stuff that either made you go, wow, these guys were assholes. They shouldn't have shouldn't have been holding them at gunpoint. And you're also going, wow, this guy shouldn't have tried grabbing the shotgun. And honestly, this is a, that's a case where I can go, you know what, whatever the jury decides, there's evidence that looks like he was burglarizing a you know house under construction and you know, was posing an active threat. Meanwhile, you look at the other evidence, it goes, wow, even though they were um, within their rights under Georgia law of holding this man at gunpoint under citizen's arrest, um, yeah, they really have to hold him at gunpoint. Do they really have to get to the point where they got close enough he could grab the shotgun while it was in their hands. I mean, there's a lot more to that case that leads to, okay, let's let's send it up to a trial and see what a jury says. Now, again, that is something, that is oranges, and we're looking at apples, where you have all kinds of video evidence. And then if you... Line it, that video evidence up in sequence from start to finish. You get multiple angles. You have overhead drone footage. And everything shows a case of self-defense. You have Kyle Rittenhouse walk, running towards a fire with a fire extinguisher. You see a mob approach him. You hear him say, friendly, friendly, friendly. He sets the fire extinguisher down and tries to get away from the mob. They continue to pursue him. The Zeminsky moron is trying to direct the crowd to get his ass. Then you have Mr. Raper McRapyton. He throws something at Rittenhouse. Zeminski fires shots into the air. How come no one is getting on him? Where's his arrest for reckless discharge of a firearm? That was an unprovoked shooting, if anything was unprovoked. So then when Rittenhouse turns around, Rapey McRaperton's grabbing for the gun, he pulls the trigger. Baby McRaperton dies. And they know that he was reaching for the gun because the powder burns from the muzzle flash 
indicate he was holding on to the damn barrel. And then it just goes down from there. It's absolutely nuts. And then people just don't want to accept that, you know, we have this thing called a jury system in America, not a mobocracy. And it's, I don't even know where to start on this. Uh, let's go with the, the DCCC, the Democratic Communist Congressional Campaign Committee, whatever it is. They came out and they issued a statement about the acquittal. This is an article from The Blaze. A Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee tried and failed to show solidarity with those angry about the verdict in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse and were torched online for their incompetence, as should have been done. Rittenhouse is on trial for the failed shooting of two rioters, blah, 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 blah. On Friday, a jury found him not guilty on all counts after nearly four days of deliberation. While many on the left were angered and outraged by the verdict, some were also dumbfounded by the error-ridden statement from the DCCC. Quote, It's disgusting and disturbing that someone was able to carry a loaded assault rifle into a protest against the unjust killing of Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, and take the lives of two people and injure another and face absolutely no consequences. Read the statement from DCCC Chairman Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, who is full of baloney. Yes, that's right. A man so dumb he doesn't even know the facts of the case. He doesn't know the facts of the case that that led to the rioting. Because, number one... There's a couple things wrong in that statement. Number one, the first one, he shot and the shot killed Jacob Blake. Well, now you're half right. They the police did shoot Jacob Blake, but they didn't kill him. He is paralyzed with the poop bag for the rest of his life. Mistake number two. And the the blatant comedy of errors is the fact that um he is on body cam reaching for a knife. Jacob Blake admits he was reaching for a knife when he was shot. Oh my god. And let's And those are the most egregious ones. And now we're going to revisit the word protest. You see, the word protest would be like my friend and her child down in San Antonio after the George Floyd murder at the hands of the police officer. When I say murder, that's because that's the way the conviction was. I'm not... I'm not saying he actually did because all the evidence seems to indicate to me that George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose because he had lethal amounts of fentanyl in his system during the uh, autopsy. However, all of this is going on. My friend who took her daughter to a George Floyd protest in San Antonio. They went out. And they stood there with their signs. They protested the unjust death in their point of view. They shook hands with a very lovely police officer who had no issues going and laying hands on agitators from the other side and shooing them away and keeping the... uh, keeping the 
the two groups separated so they didn't break down into violence. That is a protest. What was going on in Kenosha was not a protest. When Zeminski and Rapey McRaperface set a dumpster on fire and tried pushing it into a gas station, that is not a protest. That is arson, an attempted arson. Arson is not protected by the First Amendment. Now, they want to blame the police for not stop keeping the, those horrible, horrible militia members away and for pushing the rioters into the militia members so you would have a conflict. Now, here is what I am blaming the police for. There's a time to follow orders, and there's a time to do what is right. When the mayor of Kenosha says to stay back and give a wide berth, that is the mayor of Kenosha being at fault for allowing a protest to devolve into anarchy. When you are the governor of the state and you can direct your state patrol or your National Guard into an area where there has been several days of riot and upset with vandalism, arson, looting. You can direct the National Guard to go in there and stop it. When you don't do that, that is, I don't know, Tony Evers' fault. You can't lay all the blame on a group of guys like, hey, you know what? This stuff is ridiculous. We have to make sure our friend's property is protected. Uh, But again, the leftist breakdowns, they only get better. In fact, normally, the group that you would go to when your civil rights are violated, like, say, a prosecutor bashing you on the stand for not, I don't know, saying anything that's possibly incriminating to the police or to the media. Kind of like ADA Binger, you know, the Cracker Jack Box version of Gary Oldman, the Dollar Tree Littlefinger. He should be disbarred over that because, hello, you don't crack wise on somebody you know, using their constitutionally protected rights. So, again, like I said, Normally, you you would go to somewhere like the ACLU whenever someone does that. Well, the ACLU is jumping on the please sue me train with their slanderous, libelous tweets concerning the outcome of the trial. This is from Twitchy. ACLU paints Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty verdict as a victory for dangerous, disgusting, and unacceptable white supremacy. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse quit on all counts today after the prosecution failed to prove him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. You'd think the American Civil Liberties Union would be thrilled about that. (laughs) No, they're livid. And I don't even know how this uh, printed off because it's very crazy. Police officers whose injuries and deaths the rioters have been clamoring for should have done a better job. Protect- 
Oh, yeah. This print off so weird. But, yeah, the uh, ACLU came out. Uh, there's a problem. It had lots of comments, but it didn't didn't print out the actual tweets. ACL, ACLU came out and in a series of tweets lambasted Kyle Rittenhouse because he was engaged in vigilantism. Uh, no, he wasn't engaged in vigilantism. He was doing the job that the police weren't doing. He was doing the job that, you know, political leaders for purely political purposes held them back. Oh, police are being accused of attacking these of these protesters unprovoked like. It, it, it's absolutely insane. When, when the ACLU comes out and says that you don't have a right to defend yourself. Where do you go when your rights, you know, need to be defended? The ACLU ain't going to do it. I mean, if your rights need defended and you're a leftist and you're trying to defend rights that Oh, are man-given rights not naturally occurring rights? And the ACLU will back you up 100% all day. But if it involves a gun, <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on, guys. I know we're the American Civil Liberties Union, but we don't touch the Second Amendment because we don't believe in it. We do not think that you have an inherent right just by existing to be able to take up arms against your government. You know, that that political body instituted amongst men to protect those rights endowed by our creator that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They, they they only want to defend what they think should be defended, which is sad. If the ACLU truly believed in what they what they supposedly stand for, they would be the first ones to go, you know what? I think what you I think this whole gun thing, this whole self-defense thing is absolutely abhorrent. It's disgusting. I don't believe I don't believe in guns on a personal level. But it's your right to defend yourself, so we will back you. Kind of like the whole idea of I don't like white supremacists. I don't agree with anything they have to say about white people being better than black or brown or yellow people and you know, and all those people should be subject. I don't agree with that at all. But you know what? I think everybody deserves to know that this person is an asshole. So I will defend their right to be an asshole and let everybody know that he's an asshole because that's what freedom of speech is about. <laughs> the First Amendment protects the worst most god-awful political speech. It protects your dissent from what is considered, you know, inherently good speech. It protects your dissent from the proper political tone that you should be taking. The First Amendment does not protect you from destroying property. Because, you know, again, let's go back to the foundational document of the United States of America. The one where we told King George 
to take his tyranny and shove it up his anus. The Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I'm I'm, I'm going to modernize that a little bit. All people are created equal. And we all have rights that exist, not because the government gave them to us, but because we are breathing. Because we are sentient. Because we know what we can do that's right or wrong that hurts other people or helps other people. We have these rights that include, but are not limited to, the right to be alive. Nobody has a right to take your life. Liberty, freedom, no one has a right to subjugate you. No one has a right to enslave you, to imprison you. And the pursuit of happiness. In the 1700s, that would have said property. However, a wise man named Ben Franklin uh, got the writer of this document. You may have heard of him, uh, Thomas Jefferson, and said, hey, uh, TJ, uh, about that whole life, liberty, and property thing, um, yeah, I know you're a slave owner. I hate slaves. I hate the idea of owning other human beings. I know you're trying to get rid of your slaves, and you you abhor the idea of slavery, so let's change property to pursuit of happiness. That way, that way the slave owners in the South can't look at that and go, oh, see, we are endowed by our creator, property, slaves are property, It's a human right. Don't get me wrong. There's a certain point where I think you forgo your human right, like when you rape little boys. Your right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness should stop right then and there, the minute that you sexually violate a child. An adult woman, an adult man. Because you are violating their rights to life, their liberty, their pursuit of happiness. That's just, that's just being automatic. Well, you killed that person. Guess what? It, enter sound of cocking pistol. You rate that other person, guess what? Sound of cocking pistol. Now, I know the idea of summary executions is kind of, but, you know, I think there's a time and place. I believe communists should be given helicopter rides. Granted, they had to figure out their own landing at the bottom of it, but they at least get a free ride to the top. And I think if you are caught in the act of committing a murder, now don't get me wrong, murder might be one of those things, yeah, you still have a trial for, because as the Rittenhouse case was shown, you know, by the standard of, oh, you killed that guy, bam, yeah, gross Christ would have been in the right. But I don't believe that. But, oh, You rape this person, this woman, this man, this child? Yep, come on, up to the brick wall with you. We've got dudes with rifles who know what to do. I know, it's it's very medieval of me. Very, you know, 
very book of Leviticus, eye for an eye. Sometimes there's only one good punishment for certain crimes. And as I said last week, the only cure for pedophiles and the only cure for, for rapists are lead suppositories. But I'm going to get back to people losing their minds over what's going on. See, yesterday when all of this was going down, Joe Biden was uh, was in the middle of, well, he was having a scope run through him, which uh, someone on Twitter pointed out that they found a large mass in his rectal cavity. Turns out it was Joe Biden's head. Yes, that's right. We figured out why Joe Biden's acting the way he is. Apparently his head has been up his ass the entire presidency. And as proof of this, it would be the conflicting responses to news of the acquittal. As he has Red State reported the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial sent shockwaves through the country today. In the end, the teenager was found not guilty in all counts, having acted in self-defense when he killed two men and injured a third during the Kenosha riots. Of course, the hysterical responses came in hot and heavy, with many on the left having an absolute meltdown. They truly wanted to see an innocent man thrown in prison for life in order to feed their racial narrative, which ironically, doesn't even apply to the case getting involved in white teenagers shooting three white men. But then there was Joe Biden. In a surprising move, he actually hit the right notes, initially answering a question about the trial on the White House lawn this afternoon. Per an earlier Red State report, the president raised the jury knowing he stood by their decision and that the system works. Uh, This is a tweet from Katie Rogers quoting Joe Biden. I stand by what the jury has to say. The jury system works. The president said when asked about the Rittenhouse verdict per the press pool. There's a video from Kelly O'Donnell. She tweeted it. Of course, you know, <clears throat> there's there's always going to be pushback if you're not outraged enough and you're a leftist. And eventually it did. Joe Biden issued a further further statement. Um the opening paragraph Graph, which reads, While the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, we must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. I said that's just one sentence. He went from, I stand by the jury, to many Americans are outraged, myself included. So what is it, Joe? Do you believe in the jury system? Or like many people, are you in the crowd of want to let the mobocracy win? Unfortunately, I think far too many people would rather see the mobocracy win. And with that, there needs to be all sorts of um, repercussions. Let there be all sorts of shenanigans that go on through the legal system in the name of lawsuits for libel, for slander. Because that's the only way you're going to stop it. Kim says Kyle needs some of that Biden's China money. Make it rain.
Yes, I know. Before you judge me, I already know I'm a horrible singer. I was just having fun, and I went for the amazing little AM radio tool on my recording software just to have fun. Uh, Kim was telling me, uh, look out, Pat Gray. Yeah, I may have tweeted that at Pat Gray and uh, his production team. You know, maybe you hear that on Monday. We'll see. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. Um uh, the video I made for that, it's got uh, definitely a picture of Lynn Wood. Of course, granted, uh, Sandman eventually fired Lynn Wood off his team for Lynn Wood being Lynn Wood doing Lynn Wood things. So I will see. <laughs> Lady Night video. Why, yes, yes, there is video. Um, I will include the YouTube link in the show notes. So that way, if you don't see it on Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. I said, you can go to show notes, you can go check it out. Just goofy video. It has lyrics on it. That is Mr. Sandman. So again, I'm gonna take a quick break. I gotta pay some bills and I will be right back. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz, keto made easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right, so getting back into the swing of things, um, I found one more story that it's just heartwarming. It just mm, it gets you right in the feels. Uh, as my daughter would say about when her culinary arts teacher puts on the, uh, is, there's an artist that he likes to listen to during class and say, oh, oh, chef is in the feels again. Well, that's what this story is. LeBron James left triggered after being confronted with questions about the opposing player's anti-China, anti-LeBron shoes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Let's pick on LeBron being... I, And his, his response to this was, well, he, he flopped a lot like he does on the court. All right, so NBA superstar LeBron James suggested Friday that Boston Celtics center uh, Ennis Cantor 
is not a man because Cantor has not directly confronted him over criticisms involving Nike and China. During a game between Los Angeles Lakers and the Celtics on Friday, in which the Celtics beat the Lakers 130 to 108, I'm I'm su- I'm suddenly a Celtics fan. Cantor wore shoes that depicted James bowing to Chinese President Xi Jinping, who places a crown upon G- James's head. Cantor, in addition to being a highly successful basketball player, has made a name for himself by being publicly by publicly criticizing brutal regimes like Turkey, the country of origin for his family. Yeah, Kim says MJ is better than LeBron. Yes. Now there I know there's people who will bring up all sorts of metrics on LeBron. Oh, that's, that's why he's better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know what? Michael Jordan, if he if he was done wrong on the basketball court, especially like late 80s, early 90s Michael Jordan, <laughs> he wouldn't flop on the court and start crying about it. He had no issues punching Charles Barkley in the back of the head. You know, back when basketball was physical. Now it's like you look at LeBron James wrong and you, he draws a technical foul against you. I even know how it's possible. It's like, I'm in the stands. Three levels up. He can't even see me. How am I getting a technical foul as a fan? But yeah, and Canner, this is a guy who had, I forgot how many uh, arrest warrants he has if he ever tries to go back to Turkey, if his family ever tries to go back to Turkey, because Erdogan, he has pissed Erdogan off. Anywho's in recent months, however, Cantor has stepped up his criticism to include China. Cantor has called uh, Xi Jinping a brutal dictator, and he has declared support for the Free Tibet movement. Cantor's criticism of China has included taking aim at James, who plays for the Lakers and has a highly lucrative endorsement deal with Nike. And, yeah... Nike, huh, a lot of their shoes are made by Uyghurs in the slave camps. Quote, when it comes to China, Nike remains silent. You do not address police brutality in China. You you do not speak about discrimination against LGBTQ community. You do not say a word about the oppression of minorities in China. You are scared to speak up. End quote. Uh, that's Canner speaking about Nike. Canner added, Nike likes to say, just do it. Well, what are you doing about the slave labor that makes your shoes? That slave labor makes you rich. To the owner of Nike, Phil Knight, I have a message for you. How about I book plane tickets for us? Let's fly China together. We can try to visit the slave labor camps and see, and you can see with your own eyes. LeBron James and Michael Jordan, you guys are welcome to come too. Nike must be a participant in this. Stop the hypocrisy. Stop the modern-day slavery now. Woohoo! Oh, damn. He called out MJ, which he should. Because, you know, Nike makes Air Jordans. And if Air Jordans are made in China with slave labor, then by all means, definitely call out Jordan. On Thursday, Canner posts photos of his shoes online with the following message. Money over morals for, for the king. Sad and disgusting how these athletes pretend they care about social justice. They they really do shut up and dribble when Big Boss. Did you educate yourself about the slave labor that made your shoes, or is that not part of your research? Yeah, Canner is not pulling any punches here, but... Oh. Oh, LeBron. James was asked about Canner's criticisms criticism after the Lakers lost to the Celtics. James, clearly triggered by the question, suggested that Cantor is not a man because he did not confront James to his face. Quote, I think if you know me, you know I don't really give too many people my energy. 
and he's definitely not someone I will give my energy to. Trying to use my name to create an opportunity for himself? Definitely won't comment too much on that, if any. That will be where I lay that at. He's always kind of had a word or two to say in my direction, and as a man, if you got an issue with somebody, you really come up to him. He had his opportunity tonight. I seen him in the hallway. He walked right by me. Yeah, um, the thing is, though, LeBron, you are an entitled, self-righteous prick. Well, I didn't have to go through college because I got drafted to the NBA right out of high school. And I've got my son, Brony, to think about. Like, dude, you, you named your kid after, uh, Dudes who have a weird obsession with My Little Pony, I ooh, I don't get that, but whatever. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, the fact of the matter is, even if Ennis Cantor had cornered LeBron in the hallway and said to his face, listen, you need to cancel your Nike deal, because of the slave labor. If you want to be pro-social justice, if you want to be pro-human rights, you have to stand up to this. LeBron James is so damn arrogant. And so I'm above the fray. He would have made a big deal about innocent Canner confronting him in the hallway. We know it's true, and then he probably would have gone to the M- gone to Adam Silver and, oh, he, he spoke to me in, in, in unkind words. He, he, he was going against the NBA. We need we need to punish him because that's what Le- that's what LeBron does. I mean, when you go to a team and you think you are so good that, you know what, everybody knows who number 23 is. You put 20, you, know, you put 23 on your jersey in the NBA, you're calling your shot. You're saying you are the next Michael Jordan. You are passing Michael Jordan. For a long time in NASCAR, um, uh, I think it's this, uh, whatever, whatever the sprint cup series, Winston cup series, whatever it is. Cause they've, they've changed it so many times. Um, in that series, you know, GM Goodwrench was still used as a sponsor, but no one drove the number three car because like him or like him, love him or hate him. Everyone knows that number three is Dale Earnhardt. One of the best drivers of all time. You don't rock the number three. It's like 45 in baseball. The first number to ever be retired. You know, Jackie Robinson. In sports, you have these things. And when you are so arrogant that you switch your number to 23 before you have gotten as many rings with a single team as Michael Jordan had. Now, if, if he wanted to go 45, Kemp, his number, yeah, 42. My bad. Yes, thank you for correcting me. Jackie Robinson was 42. I I misspoke. Thank you. Thank you. Please don't beat me up. Now, if LeBron wanted to go with 45 and, you know, I'm better than Michael Jordan after he came back from retirement. Okay, because he only won one championship when he came back after retirement. 
even when he switched back to the number 23, he still didn't win any championships second time around with the number 23. You know, may, maybe that's the 23, you know, LeBron's trying to go for. <laughs> I'm as good as Michael Jordan after he retired following the murder of his dad. I don't know. Um, it's just ridiculous. And there, there's a huge difference between guys like LeBron James, who are arrogant, self-righteous. Oh, look at me. I've got two acting credits because I was in a stupid Amy Schumer movie. And I, I, I tried to take Michael, Michael Jordan's role in uh, Space Jam. And then you see, you know, class acts like Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, who, like, oh wait, you 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 can't afford the uh, diamond engagement ring for your girlfriend? I I got you. Oh, hey, you in front of me in the grocery store. Don't worry about your groceries. Just have them all ring them up on my tab. That is awesome. That is who people should be. That's who people should want to be. LeBron James is some guy who, yeah, he got lucky out of high school. He was a great athlete. And because he went from high school into the NBA, he didn't have he didn't have to grind his way through college on you know a sports scholarship or or even better yet, you know trying to walk onto a basketball team because you know I'm good I, I wasn't good enough to uh, get a get a scholarship, but by God, I'm going to put all the effort into it. You know, he didn't have to do that. He won the life lottery. Yet he's going to complain that people like me, oh, you've got white privilege. Okay, where's my white privilege? Is it is my white privilege in the arthritis, my knees, my hands, my back? All the falling apart, you know, bits and pieces of my body that don't function properly anymore. Is that where my white privilege is? Things, having what I've got that I've had to strive for, just, you know, someone didn't walk up to me and go, oh, hey, excuse me, sir, you're white. Here, have this house. Fact of the matter is, LeBron James is a joke. He proved that he's a joke when he was all hemming and hawing about, oh, I don't know where I'm going to go. Am I going to leave Cleveland or not? And had this giant spectacle where, oh, he comes out of the Miami Heat jersey with, you know, trying to form a super team, which, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that really worked out that well for you. Because, I'm just going to Google here. Da, 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 da. LeBron championship record. Yeah, that's not very good. LeBron championship rings. Competed in 10 NBA finals, eight of them consecutively, 2011-2000. Yeah, it's 
I can't even look it up because I didn't think I was going to talk about this much. <laughs> oh, guess it's maybe LeBron ate lemon heads. I hope not. That was a great punk band from back in the day. I really like their stuff. Oh, you're talking about the candy. Um, wow, my mind goes weird places. Mm, maybe I should apply more whiskey. I don't know. But yeah, it's LeBron has been a joke for forever. To get to a championship, he had to become part of a super team. That still took a couple years to win a championship. And for him to come out against someone who, yeah, maybe he hasn't said directly to your face, hey, you need to get this stuff up, get rid of this stuff in your life because you are contributing to these horrible conditions. Maybe that guy... Like I said, he didn't say it to LeBron's face because he knows saying it to LeBron's face does about as much good as calling him out with a pair of shoes. I mean, he said LeBron's a guy, you could catch him punching a baby, confront him about punching a baby, and then he will act like he's the victim because you called him out for punching a baby. And then he'll proceed to punch another baby. That's just who he is. He's a horrible human being. He got lucky coming out, like I said, coming out of school, into the NBA, and it it's all in his fat head. Period. There was a time when, as a young player, when he was first in Cleveland, playing for the Cavs, where... Oh, he's just an all-around kid, you know, you know, 19 years old, fresh out of high school, and just look at him, you know. It, it, he went downhill when he did his whole giant spectacle going to going to the Miami Heats, as uh, Barack Obama called them. It's just ridiculous. All he cares about is him. And whoever puts more money into his pocket, he's like LeVar Ball and that whole family. LeVar Ball doesn't give a damn unless LeVar Ball is getting more money. That That's going to be LeBron James whenever uh whenever Brony is coming up through the coming up through the system as a uh, basketball player. Whatever helps make LeBron more money. He will market the crap out of his own kid. All right, I'm going to wrap this show up for tonight. Again, thank you so much for listening. Those of you in the live audience, those of you who are listening on demand, thank you so very much. If you are listening to this show on Apple iTunes, I ask you to do these four little things every week. Number one, please subscribe. If you're checking us out for the first time, hey, please hit that little plus button up there in the corner. Now we get the updates when the show posts every week or you know, on those rare occasions I get an interview and I'm able to get a second show in like uh last week I was able to get uh my show with John Androsic in and then the live show later that week so that was awesome you know stuff like that oh and if you haven't listened to my uh show my episode with John Androsic please go check that out great conversation absolute wonderful human being John Androsic um so now you subscribe, please rate the show. Looking for five stars. All except for anything three and below, we need to have a talk. Seriously, what's wrong with you? After you rate it, please review it. Say something nice about the show. That way, as it pops up in somebody's uh, suggested listening, and be like, oh, oh, people generally like this show. Except for that guy. I wonder what his problem is. And finally, please share this episode. Please share links for the show. To those who you think will like it, send it to people you think will piss them off. I have a few people I will be sending this episode to just because of the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. Because I want to get under their skin. It's what I do. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you care to support this show, because everything is funded by you, the listener. Go to RelentlessDaring.com shop. There you will see merchandise, including the Let's Go Brandon t-shirts. 
or at the top of the page at RelentlessDaring.com, you will see that donate button. Click that, take it over to PayPal, and you can set up a one-time or recurring donation. Again, everything that comes in from you, know, you buying stuff from my, uh, you know, from my ad partners, from buying stuff on the merch shop, the you know direct donations, all of that goes into making this show a better thing through better equipment for production, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Again, thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.